If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time to follow through on that, which is why I'm so happy that I have discovered Factor. And Factor makes these delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, they're never frozen, they're chef-crafted, dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So they are perfect for me on those really busy mom days when both kids are going crazy, and they're perfect for my husband when he has long shifts at the hospital. He doesn't really get a meal break, so he can just pop one in the microwave, and it's ready in just two minutes. And I love that they are no fuss, no mess meals, and they're good. They're really good. Plus, you can customize your weekly meals with flexibility so you can get as much or as little as you need. We need different amounts on different weeks, and so this is perfect for us. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunches, snacks, beverage. So it really is just perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this freeform episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I'm Kelly. This is a freeform episode, which means there is no guided meditation today. We're just going to chat. We're going to explore. We're going to dive into a particular topic. And I thought that it might be kind of interesting to explore what I'm calling the struggle mindset, which is all about what you can do when you're struggling or you're having a hard time. How can we help support ourselves during that time? And what does meditation teach us about these times? And just some of my personal thoughts and teachings on that. And this is something that I think about a lot struggling that is and it's something that I hear from a lot of you too. Um, So that's why I thought it would be a great topic to dive into. And although I do, I wish that no one listened to this episode because Things are just easy and they're going amazing for you and everything's just fantastic. But I know that that is not always how life goes, that sometimes things just aren't great. Sometimes they're downright crummy. And in these moments, I think that we need to look at that struggle in kind of a realistic way and look at our mindset, not not at all in like a toxic positivity way. That's not what this episode is about at all, but just in a realistic way of, you know, what are the thoughts that I'm having during this time? Um, how can I change the way that I'm thinking? How can I change my outlook? What can I do with my mindset? What can I learn from these times? And just how can I support myself when I'm struggling through my own care and also my mindfulness practice, my meditation practice. So that's what we're going to be diving into. And the way that I have broken this up is kind of two, I guess, three main sections as I'm sort of looking over my notes, which is kind of brief overview section one. And then actually, now that I'm looking at it, it's kind of four main sections. Um, So, you know, brief overview. And then I really break down the idea of struggling between these two categories of this struggle is happening to me and then the struggle is happening for me. They're two different kinds of struggle and I want to talk about how those two are different. And then I want to kind of end with like how can meditation help this? How can mindfulness help support us when we're struggling and some different um, techniques and things like that. So I want to, before we dive in, just make a note that struggling is normal. It's natural. Um, It happens to all of us at different times, but it's also something there's like a spectrum of struggle, right? So I am going to put uh, links to some resources if you feel like you are really struggling and you want professional help. Um, I'm going to put links in the show notes that you can kind of click through and maybe um, get some support that you're looking for if you're really, really struggling. Um, because that's it's okay to not be okay 
And I'll share some of my personal experience in here too. But, you know, I know that sometimes, especially when these struggles that are happening to you, it's just unfortunate, tragic stuff. Uh, we need some extra support. So I'm going to link to some resources in the show notes. Please feel free to click through those. Look around if you need that support. Um, if you need any extra support being pointed in any uh, direction, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to help um, in any way that I can to help you with you know different resources if, if you need it and you feel like you don't have anyone, um, you do have me. So yeah, so that's my little caveat. Um, that struggling does happen, but if you feel like you're really, really, really struggling, um, please take a peek at those resources in the show notes. So diving in with that cheery little disclaimer, um, let's talk about struggle. Let's talk about embracing struggle and kind of what do you do when you are struggling? And I feel like the first thing as it is with really anything, is that you just have to recognize that this is what's happening and identifying what's going on and being like, you know what? I'm struggling. And life ebbs and flows. There are going to be times that we struggle. Again, struggles, you know, struggle itself, there's a spectrum of like struggling a little bit to really, really struggling. But we are going to have these struggles. Everything in life is cyclical you know, what goes up must come down. Um, It's just, we're going to have it. We can't fully appreciate the highs without also experiencing some lows. And at one point or another, maybe it happens a lot, maybe not, we're going to be struggling. And you cannot have ups without downs. And struggling is not fun. It is not great. But it happens. And so what do you do when you are there? And so the first thing is really just being like, you know what? I'm struggling. And instead of trying to push it down, instead of trying to pretend like it's not happening, instead of trying to dull yourself or numb yourself with, you know, other things for me, that's kind of like just extra like screen time I've noticed if I'm having a harder time. Or I try to take on like way too many other projects to try to distract from like what's actually happening. And it's just like you just have to recognize that you're struggling. And with those struggles, I really believe that they kind of fall into two different categories. So the first category is struggles that are happening to you. These are the ones that are just unfortunate the hard stuff, the losing someone. For me, the first thing that comes to mind is when I was 16 and my mom had her cancer diagnosis. This is something that is just awful. It is a bad turn of luck or whatever you want to believe. And of course, you're struggling. You're going through this really hard thing. And not every, the other category is going to be struggles that are happening for us, like for our growth. And I want to be clear here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to, you know, having other people in, interpret this differently. But this is my personal interpretation of struggle is that not every struggle, I don't think it's healthy to think that every single struggle that we have is necessarily happening for us, like for our growth, for our evolution. Like there's just some things in life that are not fair, that suck, that are tragic and hurt. And maybe eventually down the road, you'll take that struggle, you'll start healing from it. And within that healing, maybe there'll be some growth or some evolution or whatever it is. But sometimes when you're struggling, just in that moment with the really, really hard stuff, the tragic stuff, the it's not fair stuff, It's just a struggle that is happening to you and you just have to get through it versus the other category that I put struggles into are the struggles that are happening for you. So that one of the first things that comes to mind for me is, um, of course, you know, March of 2020. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but when stay at home and stay at home orders were put into place, everything was uh, canceled you know, we weren't flying because of COVID. Um, all of my trainings, my whole traveling schedule was completely wiped. And I th- I thought that Yoga for You was going to go under. And like this podcast hadn't really grown and flourished yet. And I thought, you know, this is it. Like, what am I going to do? We were single income, relying on me. I had just found out I was pregnant. 
And it really felt kind of like this sink or swim moment of like, okay, well, um, all of the income that I was anticipating, all the work that I was anticipating over the next like few months, that's kaput. That's out the window. Um, you know, I'm now in the red because I'd already, you know, paid for all of these trainings and the venues and the flights and all that. And it just poof, it's gone. And that was definitely a struggle that was happening for me. It was incredibly hard. It was extremely challenging, uh, but it was a big turning point in my life in terms of gaining new skills, new tools for my toolbox, for seeing just how tough I can be and um, how creative I can be. And that is more kind of the, you know, a struggle or a challenge that is happening for you instead of to you. And there is a lot of overlap and fluidity between these two different categories. It's not like every single struggle is, you know, it's not like there was a global pandemic for my personal growth or that there were parts of it that, you know, awful, horrible things happened during that time. But I think that when we're looking at our personal struggles, that when we look at, okay, is this just one that's happening to me that I need to get through? Or is this one that's happening for me? And there can be overlap between the two. It could be both. There could be a little bit of each. Um, But sometimes it kind of falls into these two different categories. And I personally find it helpful when I'm struggling to look and decide which one it is and then take a different approach to support myself and nurture myself depending on kind of which category it falls in. And very much it's like if it is a struggle that's happening to me or a struggle that's happening to you, it's going to be like, how can I comfort myself? How can I put in place kind of some comfort measures to continue to put one foot in front of the other and to make it through this struggle. When it's one that's happening for you, it's really about kind of embracing the challenge, recognizing the growth, sitting with the uncomfortable, and knowing that this is an opportunity. Um, And maybe, like I said, the struggle that you're experiencing is a little bit of both. So if you're listening to this episode and you're like, you know what, Kelly, I'm struggling or you can think about a time in the past, whatever it is, what your struggle is in this moment, I want you to take a moment, pause me if you need a little bit more than a moment, and just kind of decide right now, like the struggle, is it one that's happening to you? Is it one that's happening for you? And just take a moment, I'll pause like one second. Usually we know pretty quickly um, which one it is and and however you're struggling, that is completely valid and it is okay to not be okay. I want to validate that, um, that one is not better than the other. And I was a little bit hesitant as I was kind of writing the notes for this, and I hope it's coming across with this, is that, you know, there not every struggle is one that it's like, oh, this is such a beautiful opportunity for my growth and my evolution and my development. And maybe one day it will be that. But, you know, if you're struggling because you've lost someone or you're working through some kind of crisis, you do not have to mindset your way out of that. Um, I think that that's a little bit of a slippery slope of just saying, oh, well, if you just change your mindset around this awful thing that's happening to you, it's all going to get better. Like Maybe one day, but I think it's also okay when you're struggling to be like, you know what, I'm just having a really hard time right now. How am I going to get through this? Um, And that I hold space for you with whatever the struggle is for you right now. And and hopefully you can give yourself a little bit of compassion um, and love for for the struggle. So I want to talk about the this is happening to me first. And then I want to look into the this is happening for me struggles second. So if your struggle or you find yourself in the future with a this is happening to me struggle, right? One of those just kind of just really not good situations. I don't, you know, you can insert whatever you want to call it. I may call it something else. I don't want to get that little E uh, next to this episode by using explicit language, but, you know, just one of those crappy situations, we'll say. Um, This is very much looking at your struggle and asking yourself, how can I care for myself and my comfort right now? And looking at these small, little, realistic things that you can do for your own care. And I actually had a session with someone earlier today, and we were talking about making little changes. It wasn't necessarily for a struggle, but it was, we were, you know, talking about like meditation and these things and how to implement 
small things into our lives. And we were talking about how research does support that sometimes it's like it's these little baby steps that can add up when you're trying to make a change. We were talking about like going to bed a little bit earlier and it's like just set your alarm, you know, set your bedtime for 10 minutes earlier than normal. If you usually go to bed at 11, go to bed at 10.50, do that for a few days, see how it's going, and then maybe you do 10.45 the next night, whatever it is. But when you're really struggling, I find it to be really helpful to focus on small, realistic things that you can do for your own care, like take a shower today or like just every day I'm going to get in the shower or every day I'm going to wash my face or I'm going to meditate for a few minutes or I will write down one thing every day that I am grateful for, right? Small, simple because when we're struggling, sometimes it feels like we can be, we are drowning and we don't need to just bombard ourselves with a ton of things to do, tons of self-care. It's like, what is one small, realistic thing that I can do for my own care today? And then taking time to really reflect on what brings you comfort. So what are the things that you find nurturing and comforting? Is it taking a shower? Is it meditating? Is it taking some deep breaths outside? Is it calling a friend, like when you reflect on like what actually brings me comfort, this may give you some good guidance as to like what's the one small realistic thing that I can implement into my day today for my own care, even just for a couple of minutes. And then also looking at, is there a way that I can ask for help? Can I talk to someone, whether that's a professional, but also maybe that's just a friend, maybe it's a loved one. You do not have to struggle alone and I think this is something, I'm speaking from my own experience, I, I'm i like the queen of just trying to struggle alone. It's something that I'm working on, but I really internalize my struggle and I just feel like, you know, I'll work on it on my own, like on the inside, you know, I'll get through this, I'll count on myself, I'll just, I'll do it all myself. And that does not always help me, that does not always serve me well. It can be really hard to ask for help. It can be really hard to tell people that we're struggling. But I think that sometimes when we highlight our struggles or we're upfront about what we're going through, it can also give others the courage to be upfront about what they're going through too. And people don't know how to help you if one, they don't know you're struggling or two, you don't ask for help. And to kind of piggyback off of that, I think also thinking about what would actually be helpful. So when I think about the early days after giving birth to pork chop or poppy, um, we talk a lot about, you know, postpartum and, um, you know, how can you help support new mothers, things like that. That's just the example that comes to my mind because I just lived it a couple of months ago. And when I, before I ask for help, I try to take some time to reflect on what would actually be helpful. It wasn't often like having people hold the baby or babysit for me. It was sometimes other things where it was like I wanted to focus on connecting with my baby. And so maybe what would actually be helpful is meals or doing some chores around the house or just, you know, listening while I talk without judgment. And so if you're going to ask for help, maybe taking a moment and thinking about like what would actually be helpful right now? And then asking for help. So if you're struggling, is there someone that you can ask for to help you and, and be upfront? And if you know someone who's struggling, maybe you can ask them, you know, how can I be helpful for you? Is there something that I can do that can be helpful? Or how can I be a friend to you right now? How can I help support you in this moment? I find is really helpful during these times of just tough, 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 tough. Something else that I like to focus on during these tough times and something that's come up a lot when I work with people on meditation, and a lot of times people will come to me when they are struggling. People don't usually turn to meditation like when everything is like fantastic and amazing and sunshine and rainbows. Like usually if everything's going well, we aren't looking for ways to incorporate new good stuff into our life because it's already going well. A lot of times I will see people coming into my classes or wanting to book private sessions or do workshops or things like that when they're struggling. And the first thing that I will have someone do is kind of look at what are they saying to themselves? Like things might be really hard right now and chances are you're probably engaging in a lot of negative self-talk or frustrated self-talk. Um, stressed self-talk 
and that you may kind of have this negativity mindset, which of course you are, you're struggling, you're having a hard time, you're probably going through something that's really hard. And so looking at like, what is kind of like one positive thing that you can do every day for your own care? Like what's one positive thing that you can think or say to yourself every day? And this is one of those little things that again, if you feel like you are drowning, you just have to come up with one every day. Is it one thing that you admire about yourself or, you know, good job for getting up and and doing another day. Good job for getting up, putting one foot in front of the other. Um, I admire my tenacity. Um, what is one thing that you can do, one positive thing that you can think about yourself or say to yourself every single day? Because the best way to kind of stop that spiral, that negative self-talk, that frustrated self-talk spiral of just bad, 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 bad is to just hit the pause button and break the cycle with just one positive thing. And all you have to do is just start with like one a day. And then maybe you do one in the morning, one in the afternoon, one at night. What is something? Can you do a little bit of a thought audit and kind of challenge some of the thoughts that you're having and just intentionally incorporate one little positive thing every day? There's there's always one thing, even if it's, even if it's just bare bones, Good job for getting out of bed today. Or I am grateful for the roof over my head. One little positive thing to break kind of that negativity spiral. And then during this time, I think looking at both self-compassion and self-nurturing is so important. You are absolutely going to have hard times. Things are hard right now. And so how can you be compassionate to yourself? How can you recognize that this is hard? How can you extend the same compassion and love and care to yourself that you would for your closest friend who's having a hard time or your child or a loved one? And then also, how can you nurture yourself? This is something I'm working over. I'm working on a meditation for the Patreon this month, which is a caregiver self-care. It was a request over there. I always open up requests for the patrons and say, what do we want? And a lot of people have been asking for a caregiver um, meditation. And so I've been thinking about this a lot and that often when we're struggling, it's because not always, but sometimes because we're giving a lot to others, we're nurturing others and we're leaving ourselves empty. So how can we nurture ourselves as best as we can during these times of struggle? And something that I honestly, I think I saw this like on Instagram or something, but it was like, Water heals all things. And then it said, you know, usually anything, you can feel a little bit better about anything after either a cry, a shower, or a glass of water, or a cup of tea. And I was like, that's kind of true. And I think about that sometimes in nurturing myself. Like, how can I incorporate water? Do I need to cry? Would that feel kind of nurturing? Should I go take a shower, wash it off? Do I need to just drink a glass of water, have a cup of tea? Like, how can I nurture myself during this time? And then when we're looking at the overall mindset during this time, I like to really focus on remembering that all things are temporary. It won't be like this forever. Like if I could go back in time, which I was thinking a lot about as I was writing the notes for this, because a lot of my and I, I universe, please do not send me another. This is happening to you, Mo. I don't I don't want it. Um, but I would say some of the bigger this is happening to me struggles, like the really, really hard, unfortunate stuff. Um, happened like, I don't know, in the first 25 to 28 years of my life, maybe. I don't uh, I don't know. But universe, you don't need to send me one. Um, but if I could go back to my younger self, especially when I think about like my mom's cancer diagnosis and everything that I was going through there. And, and I mean, I was only 16. But if I could go back and kind of talk to myself, like mother myself, I guess, I think what I would say is that you will get through this and that even if you don't know how you're going to get through it now, like I would just want to like reaffirm and tell myself like you will get through it and that this is going to be one of the hardest struggles of your life. Um, but there is more ahead of you and you will get through it. And I think I would just like hug myself, mother myself, nurture myself, hold space for my feelings, validate my feelings, just reaffirm that it is okay to feel what I'm feeling, that yes, of course, that you're struggling but that there will be a day in which this struggle right here today will be in the rearview mirror. 
and that for a while you're just going to have to show up and you're just going to have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. And this really is when I was thinking about like, what would I tell myself in these moments if I, if I could? And, and I think it's that. And so when I think about mindset or the struggle mindset, for me, I find it to be really helpful during the tough times and no matter what struggle you're having is to remember that it is all temporary. There will be a day where this struggle is in your rear view mirror. And I find that to be really helpful. So if you're struggling, maybe that's something that you'll find to be helpful too. Also sitting with the feelings. They say, if you can't feel it, you can't heal it. And your objective right now may not be to necessarily heal because you're you're living it, you're doing it. But doing your best to sit with your feelings and to be honest with what you're feeling, um, like mindfulness meditation is really great for this. Mindfulness meditation or present moment meditation where you sit and you check in and you're like, how, how am I feeling today? What's happening in my body? What's happening in my mind? What's happening in my heart? During tough times, I have found even that little practice of sitting down in my meditation and checking in with body, thoughts, and heart to be so useful and so powerful. It can be very humbling. It can be very hard. It can be very honest. And you're like, wow, that's a lot. But I think it kind of gives this clear picture as to what's actually going on. And being able to sit with the feelings, I think, is sometimes the first step in in making a difference and making a change or shifting gears a little bit during the struggle is just getting a clear picture of like what's actually happening. And so if you do that and you're like, wow, like my body is so tense, it's so tight, it's holding on to all of this. And then maybe you can do your nurturing thing based on that and say, you know what, I'm just going to take a few deep breaths and stretch for five minutes to try to let go of some of this physical tension. Or maybe you're like, you know what, I'm sitting and I feel just so sad. Or maybe, you know what, I'm scared that I'm going to lose my mom or I'm scared of something else. And this is something that I wish if I could rewind and give myself maybe one tool in my toolbox for the really tough times, it it might be learning how to sit with the uncomfortable and learning how to sit with feelings um, during the tough times. So that's something that I think can be helpful too. And then knowing that you are cared for and that there are options out there. Like I said, if you're really, really struggling, I'll put some resources in the show notes. Um, But know that you are cared for and that is okay to not be okay and that there will be a day where this is in the rearview mirror. You know, things that come up for me is being early postpartum, especially with pork chop. You heard me talk about this, how I had really, really severe postpartum anxiety after pork chop was born. And that's something that's now in the rearview mirror. Um, But it felt so thick and all-encompassing at the time. You know, my mom battling cancer. Um, Even going further back, like middle school, I make this joke all the time, but it's not a joke. Uh, But, you know, I feel like we're all kind of built from, like, our middle school trauma. And I had a time in particular in middle school where I, seventh grade to be exact, um, where I was experiencing really intense bullying, not only for having ADHD, um, but I also, I just, I got myself in with a group of friends and um, they weren't friends, but that's one of those really tough instances, at least in my life. Um And so, you know, it's okay to not be okay, and sometimes you just have to get through it. You have to get through the tough before you can really do any changing or growing or evolving. Like, in hindsight, I'd look at those really tough struggle points in my life of the ones, you know, the struggles that were happening to me in that moment, and they are definitely pivot points in my life, times where things have changed, you know, I've done a lot of work, a lot of reflecting on that. But sometimes in the moment, you just have to get through it um, and know that, you know, whatever your struggle is, um, that I'm thinking of you and that I think it's okay. I, I, you know, you don't need to, like I said, just try to mindset your way out of it or try to, you know, over, you know, positive your way out of it, you know, raise your vibration more and you'll be better. Sometimes it's just really hard and you're struggling and that's okay. So that is the, gosh, what kind of a, I don't know, does this feel a little bit heavy to anyone? 
I I feel like this is something that I really want to share. But now as I'm sharing it, I'm like, you know, struggling is such a downer. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I'm thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I am speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your own home, Cozy Earth has it. And about a year ago, I just, I kind of went for it and I ordered one of their bamboo sheet sets. And since then, I now have acquired four of their sheet sets because I love them so much. Like I pulled out that first set. It was so soft and cozy. And I was like, I cannot go back to basic bedding anymore. Like I felt like I was sleeping in this like soft billowy cloud and I had to get two sets for both of my bedrooms in my house immediately. And in honor of Mother's Day and the fact that all mothers and anyone who has a mother or who has had a mother deserves amazing sleep, right now you can use code MINDFUL for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. That is an exclusive Mother's Day offer. You are going to want to go and snag yourself some goodies at Cozy Earth. So get some for yourself. Also get some for your mom because what says thank you mom more than luxurious bedding and she'll think of you every single night when she goes to bed and she's like, this is so comfy. I'm thinking about my amazing kid that gave me this wonderful Cozy Earth gift. And let's be honest, mom deserves it. So head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code MINDFUL for an exclusive 35% off. Soft as a mother's touch, Cozy Earth wishes you a happy Mother's Day. If I could go back and do one thing differently when I was starting this podcast, I would have set up my online store right away. Because as this podcast began to grow and I had dreams of different products, the things that really held me back from starting that was like, not knowing how to set up an online store, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Shopify because Shopify makes this so easy and you do not have to be stuck in the how the heck do I have an online store stage like I was for years. And Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, whether you're just starting or maybe you're about to make your one millionth sale. And you can sell anything. It could be meditation deck. It could be artisanal candles. Maybe you make dog bandanas. Whatever it is, Shopify has got you covered. Plus, it helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which is amazing. Had Shopify existed when I started this podcast, it would have made my life so much easier. I wouldn't have been stuck and like frozen and not knowing how to start up an online store, which took me years to do because I just... I didn't know about Shopify yet. But thankfully, you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash mindful. It is, but it's just like it really is a part of life. And and the reason I wanted to share this in particular is because I hear from so many of you when you are struggling and and I have struggled too. Everyone struggles or, you know, different struggles, different, you know, varying degrees of struggle. But I do think that sometimes struggle can kind of be like that piece of cheese in the back of the fridge that we forget about and we shove back it and pretend like it's not there and it just gets all moldy and and worse. And we just need to shine some light on it and just be like, you know what, sometimes sometimes it's hard and sometimes we're struggling and I do think that sometimes then that helps to normalize this idea of struggle and that struggling is a human experience that we're going to have. So so anyways, that that is that. Um, so that is for the, the struggles. Just We're talking just the hard times, the things that are hard. They're just they're happening to you. Um, it may not necessarily be the growth experience, the evolution, the wow, I'm, I'm going to have so many more tools for my toolbox or, you know, breakthrough moments. Sometimes we just have to get through them. And I would say that this applies to, I, I get asked a lot to talk about grief and loss. And I, it's just so hard for me to touch on that because the way that everyone grieves is different. Loss is different for everyone. 
Um, but if I were to say something for someone who's struggling with those things, it, it would be kind of that, I don't know, those thoughts that I just shared on that this is happening to me, right? Like what, what's one little thing you can do for yourself? Recognizing that it's hard that you're struggling, you know, is there something that you can do for your own personal comfort? You know, it, it will not hurt this bad forever, um, that sort of stuff. But then also knowing that if you're specifically working with loss and grief, that it's going to look different. It's also not uh, linear. There's things that I have, you know, thought that I had kind of moved past. And then I don't know, out of nowhere, like years later, I'll feel grief for something. And it's just it's not, you know, it's not linear improvement. It's not just, you know, we're going to go from point A to point B. There might be a whole lot of ups and downs. And, and that's okay. But shifting gears a little bit to the this is happening for me category. So if your struggle falls under the this is happening for me category, then things might look a little bit different. Then I think it's an opportunity to look at your struggle objectively, to start looking for solutions, for spaces for growth, and places where you are maybe getting in your own way. So some examples of the this is happening for me struggles could be a challenge at work, um, something that maybe you haven't done before, but this is your opportunity to really show what you're made of uh, professionally. Maybe it's a problem that you can solve. Maybe it's a transition into a new life phase, becoming a parent um, or becoming a grandparent. It could be the release of a toxic person or a toxic relationship. Again, that's one of those that I feel like really falls in the kind of both category of it can be really hard and feel like this is a thing that's happening to me, but it may also be a this is happening for me, kind of releasing some of those toxic people or toxic relationships. It can be a physical struggle, um, like rebuilding strength. That could be a, I'm having a hard, challenging time. This is one that's fresh on my mind um, because I'm currently working on uh, rebuilding my core strength after pregnancy. And, you know, it's definitely humbling uh, to just kind of reconnect with your body after that. So that one's, you know, fresh on my mind. But that's definitely a, this is happening for me challenge. It's an opportunity for me to rebuild strength, reconnect with my body. Um, so basically anything that doesn't fall in that kind of unfortunate category is probably a this is happening for me struggle. And if you find yourself in these times, um, there's a couple of questions that I think are really helpful, whether you sit in quiet contemplation and just ask yourself these questions. If you're a journaler, you can journal on these questions. And that is, um, what am I learning from this? I think that's a really powerful question to ask yourself. I was talking to a friend not that long ago, and she was having a tough season of like, just a lot of kind of like weird things happening where it's like, why is this happening? Like this work thing fell through and then she had like a housing thing that didn't work out and just a bunch of things. And it was just like, what am I learning from this? Like, what is the lesson in these kind of series of weird events that are tough? Like, what am I learning from this? And then asking yourself, how or where will I be stronger when this is over? So similar to what am I learning from this, but like what part of you will be stronger when this is in your rearview mirror? Are you going to have a new work skill that you're going to have? Are you going to be stronger in your boundaries as you move into a new relationship with someone? Are you going to have more physical strength somewhere? Like where are you going to be stronger when this is over? And then the third question is, is this truly that hard or am I getting in my own way? And this is not to minimize what you're feeling or what you're experiencing. But I was talking to someone, I had a different session this morning, and we were talking about um, specifically this person was wanting to get back into their meditation practice. They had kind of fallen off the bandwagon, which happens to all of us. It even happens to me sometimes where I miss my practice. And then we get kind of stuck in this like, should, oh, I should be meditating. Oh, I should do this. I should do that kind of mindset. And looking at, is it really this hard or am I getting in my own way? So specifically for this challenge, this person kind of getting back into their meditation routine, 
it was it's not that hard. It was not that hard for them to find the time to meditate for 10 minutes every day. They were kind of just coming up with kind of getting in their own way. And the actual root of the problem was that they were holding on to their old meditation practice that used to be longer, that used to be in the morning, and that just wasn't realistic for their lifestyle now. So instead of coming up with a more modified practice that fits their life, they were too stuck on wanting to do what they used to do. And then they were telling themselves, well, I should be doing that. I should be doing that. And they had a hard time just getting their meditation in. And so asking yourself, is it really this hard or am I making it harder for myself? And sometimes we're truly making it harder for ourselves in in many, many different ways. And so I like to look at this. So again, those three questions, what am I learning from this? How or where will I be stronger when this is over? Is it as hard as I think or am I? I getting it in my own way or am I making it harder for myself? I think those are really powerful questions to explore during these times of struggle. And then looking at your struggle objectively as, as if it's someone else's. So this is where our meditation practice in general can be so powerful. Not even exploring this in meditation itself, but taking the skills that we learn in meditation, specifically the ability to zoom out And the ability to look at something objectively and without judgment. So you know how when you have a friend who's talking something through with you and then you're just like, oh, what about this? Or, oh, have you tried this? Or you just give them like a little pep talk. Or maybe you have an idea or maybe you're just validating what they're feeling and it's helpful to them. Like, how can you do that for yourself? If someone came to you objectively with a struggle And you look at it so much differently when it's someone else's struggle versus when it's yours and you're in the thick of it, it can be really hard to be able to zoom out and look objectively without judgments. It's kind of like, you know, they're like objects in the mirror appear closer than they actually are. It's kind of like objects in the thick of a struggle appear so much bigger and heavier and more intense, um, than they appear. And so how can you take that same sort of principle of using meditation to look at things objectively and to kind of zoom out and see the bigger picture? How can we apply that to our struggle? I think it's really, really helpful to to do that is to try to look objectively without judgment. And then asking yourself, what is the true struggle here? So once we find the true struggle, Um, So for example, this person that was struggling with getting back into their meditation practice, the actual struggle is that they were giving themselves a hard time for not having this long extended meditation practice that they had, that they kind of felt like, you know what, I'm just not going to do it. If I can't do it the way that I feel like is the quote right way, then I'm just not going to do it. That was the true struggle. And I think that when we can get a picture on what the true struggle is, then you can start to focus on these little manageable, achievable goals or solution. So you can look at, you know, what what's a solution to this problem? Like what is the actual struggle here? And you're going to have to dig a little bit deep. You're going to peel back some layers and be like, you know what? I I feel like I'm struggling with my energy, but the actual true struggle here is that I'm not prioritizing my sleep and my well-being. That I'm struggling to get enough sleep. And then once you kind of get down to that true struggle, then you can start to focus on simple, manageable solutions for that problem. And you can look at what tools or insights will I be gaining or, you know, what will I be gaining from working through this struggle can be helpful. And you can just kind of look at it and change your mindset as like, this is so hard right now to how can I problem solve this or how can I work towards this? How can I start to make this better? or improve upon this when, again, we're zooming out, looking objectively, and we're just looking at our struggle as like, what's the actual struggle? And now how can I start coming up with some solutions? I also think that self-talk here, when you're looking at kind of the struggle, the mindset in particular, I think the self-talk is so important and looking at where are you contributing to the struggle because of your own negative self-talk or your own kind of self-sabotaging self-talk. You know, how are you contributing to the struggle? It might be painful. It might be hard. It's, you know, you're going to have to be honest with yourself as to how are you contributing to the struggle through your own self-talk and your own self-sabotaging, but it can be really helpful. And some of the more common 
um, kind of negative talk, negative mindset, self-sabotaging thinking can can be these. I made a little list. Um, so there's the all or nothing thinking. And an example of that is, you know, if I can't do it perfectly, there's no point in trying it. Or if I can't do it the best or do it, quote, right, there's no point in trying. And it's like this all or nothing. If, if I cannot do it perfectly, then I'm not going to do it. Um, that can be really tough. Also, when we focus on kind of this idea of, quote, perfect, which doesn't exist, that can be a form of self-sabotage. It also can be, um, you can get really in a negative self-talk loop really fast with that. Um, negative predictions. So that's kind of like, oh, well, I know I'm going to fail at this. I always do. Or I know this won't go well. Or I always give up when it gets hard, right? Kind of these negative predictions that we don't know if that's true. Maybe in the past you've given up when it's gotten hard, but you don't know that that's what's going to happen this time. This may be the time that you do not. So looking at, you know, what are you saying to yourself? Are you doing some of these negative predictions? Then self-criticism and comparison. So I'll never be as successful as so-and-so or this person is already doing it. I hear this from people who um, want to do meditation podcasts. I have people who go through meditation teacher training and they'll email me and they'll be like, oh, I want to do a guided meditation podcast, but you're already doing it. Is there room for me? And the answer is always yes, because everyone does it differently. But I think comparing ourselves and being really critical of ourselves and being like, oh, someone's already doing this, so I shouldn't even give it a try, can be really tricky. And it can really get us in a tough kind of space and a tough like mindset. Like just because someone's doing something, they aren't doing it the way that you're going to do it. And then there's labeling. So just straight up labeling yourself like I'm a failure. I'm not a creative person. I'm lazy. I just kind of these negative I statements, like just labeling yourself this stuff. Um, that is not helpful. That is absolutely negative self-talk. That's a way of just not even giving it a try because you've already labeled yourself as lazy, as a failure, as not creative or a hard worker, whatever. There's also this one called catastrophizing. And that's basically like worst case scenario every time. Like, well, if it doesn't work out this time, my life is over. Or this is the absolute time that I'll ever be able to try this again. And kind of like just worst case scenario thinking. And then the should statements. This one is, this is my personal brand of negative self-talk and self-sabotage. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Well, I'm really tired right now. I need rest, but I should be writing more meditations or whatever it is. Um, what are What should statements are you telling yourself? The shoulds, they're kind of a trap. It's rarely is that helpful. It's less about what should you be doing and what are you doing or what can you do right now, right? There is always something that we, quote, should be doing, um, but we're not doing it. And then mind reading and predicting the negative future. So kind of like negative predictions, but this is sort of like thinking about what other people will think. So I know that people are going to laugh at me if I try this, or people are going to think that I'm silly if I do this thing. Um, they must think that I'm, you know, so stupid or kind of imposter syndrome. Like people, you know, I'm not as smart as people think I am, or I don't deserve, deserve my accomplishments. I just got lucky. Like that kind of thinking can be really hard and definitely a way that we're contributing like to our own struggle. And then a fear of success or a fear of failure. Um, I think we're often talk more about the fear of failure, but I think sometimes we can hold ourselves back and, and give ourselves a harder time because we have a fear of success too. And then of course, perfectionism. Perfectionism, we know her. We, I was going to say we know her, we love her. I don't know if we love her. We certainly know her. Um, but perfectionism absolutely can make your struggle harder of just, you know, what is your own particular brand of perfectionism? It can show up many different ways. Um, but that's kind of, if you have that perfectionist mindset that can really contribute to, you know, your struggle as well and kind of hold you back. So I think just identifying like your personal brand of self-sabotage or your personal kind of negative self-talk or negative thinking is really important when you're working through these times of struggling. And if you look at what you're saying to yourself and being like, oh, ding, 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 there's that negative self-talk, there's that, that negative mindset, then you can challenge those thoughts. 
you can look at your mindset and you can work to change it just a little bit every day. You don't have to completely deconstruct your whole mindset or everything that you're saying to yourself and reconstruct it all at once. It can be that small little change, right? Incorporating one more positive thought into every hour or every day. And things will start changing if you start to incorporate just a little bit of that mindset change or a little bit more positive self-talk. And I also found that when looking at your mindset when you're struggling is to celebrate the wins. Even if it's tiny, one little thing, celebrate the wins, congratulate yourself on those things. Even if it's this little win, no matter how big or how small, celebrate the wins. And I was reading a book recently um, called The Mountain Is You by Brianna Weist. I think I spoke about it recently on an episode, but there's one thing that stuck out to me in that book. I don't know why this is the one thing I just keep thinking about, but I do. And I think she was talking about like going to the gym and she said that, you know, it's not about how many times you want to go to the gym a week. It's how many times do you actually go to the gym a week and going, actually going to the gym one time a week is so much better for your body than quote, wanting or intending to go four times a week, but then never making it. And for whatever reason that really stuck with me. And when I'm working on kind of finding some solutions to this struggle, to these problems. It's like, you know what? It's not about how many times I want to do this or what I intend to do, but like, what is a thing that I can actually do? And I'm going to do it. And I don't know, that's just really, for some reason, that one part really has stuck with me. And this can be anything. Like I get doom piles, (laughs) which is like this ADHD thing where you just get like a pile of clutter and then you look at it and you're like, oh, I'm too overwhelmed. I don't even know what to do with this clutter. It's it's always my kitchen counter, this one section of my kitchen counter that's kind of by where you walk in from the garage. And so you just kind of toss everything on it. And then every time I look at that part of the kitchen counter, I'm like, ah, what am I going to do with this? So is it then being like, you know what? Every time I walk past that pile, I'm like, I really should clean that up. That isn't doing anything for me. But just setting a timer for five minutes and putting things away in that pile of clutter for five minutes is so much better than walking past that pile 10 times a day and being like, I really should do something about that mess. And then practicing gratitude, positive self-talk, and honoring resilience is a great way to change your perspective. So gratitude, that we do know and love for sure. Um, Gratitude every day can be really helpful during these times of struggling incorporating positive self-talk, and then just honoring resilience and challenge and knowing, remembering, this is not happening to me. This is happening for me. This is happening for my growth, for my evolution, for my strength, for my problem solving, whatever it is, can really, really help our mindset during these times. And then, of course, meditation it's great. We love meditation. Um, But we do have research that backs up that meditation can help us with our mental resilience and that people report, you know, feeling better after meditating. And that this idea of practicing kind of observation, zooming out, uh, non-objective, non-judgmental observation can be really helpful when you're working through a particular problem in your life. So basically taking the tools that you're acquiring in your meditation practice and then applying them to your everyday life. So I took it upon myself to write down a little list of things that you could tell yourself or say to yourself if you're working on changing your mindset when it comes to challenges or when you're struggling. Uh, this is the list. (laughs) So the first one is telling yourself, this isn't happening to me. It is happening for me. So kind of change that mindset of like, I can get through this. It's happening for me. The second one, I am going to be so strong when this is through. The third one, I can do hard things. I say this one to myself a lot. It's actually become a little bit of like a joke in the family, a little bit in my house, or, you know, when there's things that say a toddler's having a meltdown or baby poppy has a blowout, I have to go change a diaper. And then, you know, something that's not enjoyable and be like, I can do hard things. And sometimes my husband will, you know, jokingly be like, oh, you can do hard things. But I do find this one to be really helpful. I say it a lot. I can do hard things. Another one, I did that, or you can say I survived that. So I will survive this. Just reminding yourself of your resilience, that it's all temporary. The next one, my feelings are valid. The next one, I will get through this. 
Another one, I am learning and evolving from my struggle. Next one, I am not defined by my current situation or challenge. Then two more, I love how strong I am becoming. And then the last one, I support myself daily through this challenge. So those are just some things that I have found to be helpful telling myself when I'm working through hard things. So if any of those resonate with you, maybe you start telling yourself one or a few of those um, every single day. And then just kind of closing out here, I wanted to look at some ways that we can use meditation in particular if we're struggling. Um, So the first is going to be using present moment awareness uh, techniques. And meditation really helps to kind of emphasize being fully present in the moment. It teaches us to observe and accept the reality of the present without getting overwhelmed by the future or uncertainties or the past and just really practice non-judgmental observation. This is just a huge life skill in general, but it is so useful to apply kind of this present moment awareness, this non-judgmental observation to our challenges, to our struggles, and also the ability to zoom out. And when I say zoom out, what I mean is like, instead of being so in the thick of it, of, you know, oh, I'm, I'm so stressed about this thing and getting in like that spiral of kind of like being like, okay, pause button, zoom out. What's happening here? Or like, I know I'm struggling, but zoom out. Look at the whole picture. What's the actual struggle here? Meditation kind of teaches us how to do that, and it can be really uh, useful to apply that to the tough times too. Um, Acceptance of change and mindful observation. So meditation really helps to emphasize acceptance of kind of this ever-changing landscape of life, and it teaches us to kind of go with the ebbs and the flows. And I think that this is an important skill in general, but I think it's really helpful when we're having a hard time. So kind of this like mindful observation piece, I like to do this as a daily check-in. So like I talked about a little bit earlier in this episode, checking in with my body, how's my body feeling, what thoughts are going through my mind, what's happening in my heart. I find this to be a really powerful practice in the tough times. It gives me a lot of information about what is happening within me and around me. And then connecting to your breath and calming your nervous system. So when we're having a hard time, we're often in that fight or flight response. And it's natural. That's, you know, our bodies are designed to do that when we're under stress. And so practicing mindful breathing and meditation is very grounding. It also helps to soothe our nervous system. And it teaches us to return to our breath as an anchor during those difficult moments. So I find that breath or breath work is so useful to kind of create a little bit of stability in those ups and downs, those ebbs and flows. Um, We do know that meditation helps to build mental resilience, which is really important in the tough times. So that's just kind of a little, you know, fun fact. And then meditation can help foster compassion towards ourselves. So it can really encourage self-compassion. It can help us be kind and positive in our thoughts and our actions towards others and ourselves. And we're looking at our mindset, how we're talking to ourselves when we're having a hard time. That self-compassion piece is crucial. And then the last one is looking at response versus reactivity. So through meditation, we start to cultivate um, this idea of responding instead of reacting. So this is where, you know, we sometimes maybe someone says something and then right away in the heat of the moment, we just like react and we say someone says something kind of heated to you and then you just right away react and say something heated back versus responding is that pause, take a beat, and then respond to it versus react. And I think when we're having a hard time or we're trying to problem solve, that it's important to apply that respond versus react mentality of like, okay, I have this challenge in front of me, or I'm struggling with this thing, or I have this problem I'm trying to solve. I'm not just going to react to the stress of it, but I'm going to respond and try to find a solution to it. And this is something that we cultivate through meditation as well. Um, The meditation for Sunday is one that's going to explore a little bit of the response versus react. It's going to be a embracing the struggle meditation. Um, I think that you guys are going to like it. And yeah, 
that's it. And just remember that this sort of stuff changes, especially like in our mindset. It happens gradually over time. Our minds are always changing and evolving and adapting. That's the idea of neuroplasticity. We're gaining tools for our toolbox. We're building our resilient muscles. So just be patient. Take it slow. Um, keep at it. Know that it's okay to not be okay. Struggling is a part of life, and no matter what struggle you are experiencing right now, I'm sending you a hug. Um, if your struggle feels like it's just a little bit too much or it's you know you're getting worried about it, I'll put some resources in the show notes for you. And I hope that this episode has given you just some food for thought. And I will be back on Sunday with a Embrace the Struggle guided meditation. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you, of course. If you like it, leaving a review is delightful. I always appreciate that. Or just sharing it with someone that you think um, could use this is always great too. But I appreciate you and I hope you have a beautiful day ahead.